I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello, mamas. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I have my client, Kate Saffel, on. She is a life coach for moms. She is one of the brilliant minds who is part of my mastermind. And I am just so excited to have her on the episode today. She is going to be talking with me about visualization. Visualization is something that both of us have used in our lives and in our businesses to shift the results that we're creating in our lives and businesses. This is a tactic that really helps you to create very quick growth in your business and changes in your life. We're going to be talking all about that. So I highly recommend that you listen to this, you implement this. This could be the thing that really makes the difference for you. Kate said that she used this practice daily for about four months to go from $625 months to regular five-figure months. That is 10K and up, you guys. <laughs> and her husband quit his job and they created their dream life traveling full-time around the country in an RV, which I think is so fantastic. So we are going to talk about all of those things and how to create them on today's episode. Welcome, Kate. Thanks for joining me. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor to be here with you. I remember hearing you on Stacey's, Stacey Bayman's podcast two years ago, and your story has really inspired me. And so now to be here with you is just feels like a celebration. I am so happy that you're here. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah. So I'm Kate Saffel and I'm a life coach for moms and I help women to live happier and more purposeful lives alongside their families. Love it. Okay. So tell everybody about the topic that you are bringing on the podcast today and why you wanted to share it. Yeah. So Samantha and I decided to talk about visualization today and that's because it has been such a huge, such a transformative tool that I have used to not only change my personal life, but to also grow my coaching business. I can't wait. Okay. Yes. So tell us more. I think sometimes people hear this and they're like, what is visualization? So tell us more about what it actually is. Yeah. So my definition of it is using your imagination to create a story about the future version of you. So whatever you are moving toward and using that picture, like very clear images to propel you forward toward that vision of yourself. So it just, it is a way for you to give yourself such 
meaning to your path and direction in a way that for those of us who uh, move through our feelings and through our mind to create what we want, it can be a really powerful tool. I love it. Okay. So let's get into like your story of using visualization. So when was the first time you ever heard about this or tried it? Yeah. So I really began using this in the spring of 2020. And it was something that I had read a little bit about. I had kind of come across the idea. And this was at the beginning of the pandemic. I was experiencing a lot of fears. My husband was furloughed and we were also trying to make some life decisions about next directions of where we were going. So there was a lot of uncertainty and my brain wanted to stay in the fear and in, in right, like trying to figure out all the details all the time. And for me, the tendency for my brain to go into overthinking would mean that I would just go through my default thoughts over and over again. So using visualization was a way for me to break out of that mental rut and to start thinking of, okay, what is it that we want for our lives? Where is it that we're going and how are we going to get there? And so at the time we were living in a stationary house and my and I say stationary because we're currently traveling full-time in an RV. So probably sounded funny to hear me distinguish People that. Like, What's that? <laughs> what is a stationary house versus one on wheels? And so we were in a house and our one of our children had actually come down with an acute neurological illness. And we didn't realize it at the time, but it was actually caused by mold in our house. And so we were trying to figure out, okay, how do we create a healthier environment for her? How do we create a lifestyle that is supportive to our family and the values that we want to live? And so I was, I had been coaching for a couple of years at that point, but I, I didn't really have a ton of momentum, right? Like it was always a couple of clients at a time and then I would lose momentum. I would lose belief. And so I started getting very clear on the life that we wanted. And this was to travel full-time as a family and to have this healthier environment and healthier lifestyle for my daughter that would be, you know, obviously free of mold and leaving that house. And so over about a six-month period, nearly every single day, I would tell myself this story of what it was that our lives would look like, how my business would be doing, how I would be feeling, the type of woman I would be showing up as, my children being healthy and happy, right? Like all the details. And it was doing that work that helped me to grow my business really fast and move my family out of the mold-ridden house and get on the road. Amazing. Okay. So Tell me what you would specifically do. Like, how were you visualizing? When were you visualizing? Did you have like a vision board? What did this look like? So a lot of the above, I did have a vision board. I would say that that was kind of the introductory step to doing this work. So I, you know, of course, gathered images of things that were inspiring to me and I kept them next to my desk in our house. And so every day when I would start work, I would really focus on those images and I would think about 
this life that we were creating. And then I really stepped it up. And so before I would begin my work day, I would take some time to get in the right headspace. And what I really find for myself and what I do with my clients is we start with gratitude, or sometimes I just love doing like an I love list, like I love this and I love this, because it helps us shift our feelings into a space where we are more open and we are recepting to what it is that we're trying to create. So I would start with the gratitude. I would think about things that I love, and then I would get somewhere quiet, meditative space, do some deep breathing. And then like, I would literally just tell myself a story about my future self. Sometimes I'd write a letter to myself from the future. I find that that's also a really powerful tool, but what has been most impactful is really focusing on one specific time. So like a specific place that I would imagine myself. For me, this looked like, you know, visualizing myself back on the road and we're traveling and we're by the ocean and, you know, I'm moving with ease and confidence through my day, coaching motherhood and and doing all of the things. So that was powerful for me. And I think for anyone listening, figuring out for you, what is that story that really inspires you and helps you take that inspired action that moves your life forward. I love that. My favorite visualization technique is visualizing something before I go to bed. Like whenever I'm like really working on something, I will visualize it every single night as I'm falling asleep. And like, I try to visualize all the details, feel all the feelings of it. And most of the time I don't even finish like the whole thing before I fall asleep. But I think it is like one of the best ways to fall asleep and also to really get your mind on board with something new, something that you want Mm -hmm. for yourself that you don't currently have. And I think that emotional shift is really the key piece of it. And I know like that's one of the things that you really focus on too, for a lot of people, like the thought work that coaches typically do can be kind of hard to access. And you, um, had mentioned that shifting feelings can be an easier way to do that. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit more about that and your experience there. Yeah. So I do find that for women who are overthinkers, when we focus on the thoughts alone, it can be very hard to budge those thoughts, especially if there's just like a deeply rooted neural pathway that thing is staying in there. And so the backdoor route is through our feelings. And especially for women, like we have such emotional power available to us that we can use to create change without having to constantly go for the thoughts first. So I really like to think of the emotional work as being a way to one, get better acquainted with yourself. So first, I think a lot of moms tend to numb out, right? Like they're doing all the things, they're trying to juggle the roles, they're maybe feeling a little disconnected from themselves. And so the emotions tend to be the first thing to go, or they're like the opposite ends of the spectrum. They're angry or they're sad, they're resentful, and they're not feeling those middle emotions of like acceptance, contentment, uh, gratitude, certainty, right? And so this emotional work of asking yourself, 
what am I currently feeling? Like, how would I describe that? What are the sensations that I'm experiencing in my body? And at first it can be hard, especially if you don't have that language, but with time, you know, the more that you tune into that, it can be a really powerful way to, you know, shift your thoughts and ultimately change your life. Yeah, I think so too. And the way that I look at thought work and self-coaching and all of that, like it's all for that emotional shift because those emotions are the fuel for what we're doing and then what we ultimately are creating. So I feel like sometimes the thought part is just like an accessory that we don't even need. Like really the thoughts are the tool for that emotional shift. And I think for a lot of us, we can get so wrapped up in the thoughts, like you said, with the overthinking and all of that, where we're just like endlessly trying to work on the thoughts or writing down the new thought that we think is the right answer. Mm-hmm. If we yeah. come from that like good student mentality <laughs> yes, and not ever really getting the benefit from it because we aren't having that emotional shift. So I think this is such an important thing to call out that the reason this works is because of the emotions that you feel Mm -hmm. and the emotional shift that you create and what that then causes you to do differently in your life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we can all practice being whatever we want to be. Like we can step into those emotions of the woman that we are becoming, right? So thinking about how you would show up and what are the feelings you would experience on a consistent basis those are available to you right now in this moment, right? Like you don't always have to just, you know, do an hour of thought work every day to get it. You can just kind of feel into it, have practices that are supportive that help you to shift into that set of emotions that you want to hold consistently. Yeah. I think that this is something that maybe a lot of people who are new to entrepreneurship don't really understand so much. I think, um, you know, a lot of us were raised in a kind of mentality where we don't really think about our feelings or we're taught to ignore our feelings or that our feelings are like an inconvenience that we have to kind of push to the side instead of really being the fuel for everything that we want. And I read this book, called the alter ego effect. And they talk a lot about visualization in there specifically with pro athletes and how visualization is so important. It's such a big part of their practice and their training, how they will visualize like the big event, whatever kind of like sporting event or Olympics or whatever it is, visualize like getting ready, showing up, doing whatever their sport is, winning it. Like they visualize those things repetitively so that when they come to that event, whatever it is, they've already done it hundreds or thousands of times in their mind. It is so normalized in their mind as like, this is what we do. And I think that's just so powerful. And I think a lot of elite performers in all kinds of industries are using this technique and 
regular people mm-hmm. like us and yes. like everybody listening can use them too to really get that benefit. Yeah. I mean, it's something that, especially when I was first starting my coaching business and I would be going on consults, right? And you have all that nervous energy. You don't really know what you're doing. And so I did a lot of visualization, even just simple couple of minutes between before, you know, consults or workshops and imagining how it will go. So I'm going to have to read that book because I haven't read it yet. I have done a lot with um, Joe Dispenza's trainings and he does a lot on, you know, how our thoughts and our feelings create our outcomes. So similar to all of the coaching work that we do. And so, yeah, like you said, it is just, it can be very transformative. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like there might be people listening who might feel interested, but skeptical. I think sometimes we hear concepts like visualization and we think that what we're being told is like, it's just like magic. Like you just like Mm. think about it and then it magically happens and for skeptical brains that (laughs) feels like it is not true. And it's really hard to wrap their mind around. I definitely used to be one of the the skeptical brain types. And now I'm like, there's room for magic. Yes. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And I think visualization is one of those weird things where there's so much happening under the surface in your brain that Mm -hmm. when you are visualizing it does put you in this creating mode where you don't even necessarily see the like one plus one equals two. You've just like got the one and then the two and you're like, what, how did that happen? Um, but I was wondering if you had any thoughts for people who maybe hear this and they're like, well, that seems like, you know, not worth the time or like kind of weird but they're curious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I felt the exact same way, right? Because visualization has many different names and there's different approaches to it. But the way I look at it is this. So, you know, if you are familiar with the thought model from Brooke Castillo or CBT or any of these modalities where we talk about how our thoughts create how we feel, our feelings lead to our actions, right? And so on and so on. And so the way I look at visualization is as the intentional thoughts from that part of the model. So you're simply identifying those thoughts that you would do in a model. And I know there's probably non-coaches who are listening to this, but that's just a way of, you know, creating the thoughts that are going to be really supportive to you right? And we can all access that. We can all do that, but you're just identifying it. And when we have those really helpful, productive thoughts, guess what? We are going to show up differently and we're going to take actions that move us forward in a much more substantial way. So I think that is really the, like the structure and the science behind it is that it is impacting our actions. We can get totally woo about it and, you know, talk about the universe and how everything is available to you. But if that doesn't feel good to you, I don't think you have to go that direction for this to be a really powerful tool for you to use. Yeah. I love that. I totally agree. I think there's so many different ways to explain this same concept Mm -hmm. and 
I would say, you know, go with whichever one really resonates with you and matches your belief system. Okay. I want to hear a little bit about your shift from being a mom who was tuned out of your emotions, tuned out from what you wanted. Um, I feel like I talked to a lot of moms who are like, I don't even know what I want. Like they don't Mm -hmm. even know how to access that going from like this regular life that we just assume is like the right normal way to live our lives in the stationary home, (laughs) (laughs) the home without wheels with regular jobs and kids in school in person and all of those things. How did you shift from that kind of lifestyle to what you're doing now? Yeah. I would say for a big chunk of my motherhood journey, I felt like, how does the phrase go? Like a square peg in a round hole or what is that right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And I was trying to do everything right. Like I wanted to have the house and be the good mom and be super intentional and do all the things and check off the boxes because you know, especially coming from the school mentality, I think you mentioned this in one of your emails, right? Like we're so trained to do what is expected of us and achieve to that high level. So I just took that mindset to motherhood. And what happened was it, it didn't leave space for me to just be me. So I kind of lost my identity in that process for really a big chunk of it. And consequently, I felt pretty depressed. I felt very lost and I didn't really know what I was doing. I've always felt like I was trying to try new things, but then I would lose my belief in myself and I'd say, oh, okay, well, of course, here's the evidence. I have to just be a mom because it's not possible to be a mom and to have dreams and have passions and have a business or, or whatever. Um, and so I did a lot of that back and forth for years. And it got to a point where I realized that I was responsible for my own happiness. Like it wasn't up to my husband or my kids or even my identity in my work. It was really up to me. And so I began asking myself, what is important to me? And what do I value? And if I am to live a life that is really true to those things and is really authentic to my vision, then what would that be? And so I've always been into just alternative living and kind of ditching the conventional. And I had heard about a family that traveled full-time in an uh, Airstream, and I felt super inspired by it. And I remember telling my husband, I was like, hey, we need to go do this. And he's like, you're crazy. And so it took a while. And we finally got to that point of traveling in 2018. We traveled full-time for a year. We loved it. But my husband was working full-time at the time. My business was a baby and uh, it just it didn't really seem like it was working. And so we stopped traveling. We had all the doubts. We talked ourselves out of a lot of things and we tried to go back into this conventional way of doing life and it just did not work. And so that was a really powerful thing for me to see, to kind of circle back around to that thought of, I am responsible for my happiness. And also as moms, we are the foundation for our families. If we are unhappy, it impacts everyone. And so 
the most loving and supportive thing we can do for our families is to show up as the highest, best version of ourselves. Yeah, I agree so much with that. And I think a lot of moms have this story that, you know, we had got into this. We thought it was going to be amazing. It's not what we thought it was going to be. We feel like we lost our identity. I know that happened to me too. That's why I started my business. And Mm -hmm. I know for a lot of my audience, it's that same way. That's why they're here looking for who they are and how to express that. So I think you have such an inspiring story for that of doing life the way that you want to do it instead of yeah, like what we think is like the normal way or the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, part of that for me too was overcoming a couple of stories of seeing myself as a under earner, like always, I'm never going to make more than, you know, 30,000 a year. I, I taught for university part-time for about a decade and I just had that story. And my husband was the, you know, the breadwinner of the family. And we had these very traditional roles. And for us to do this travel life that we're doing now and in the current fashion we are, we realized that I really needed to step into that role of supporting my family. And so we've completely swapped roles. So he's the stay-at-home dad and he homeschools. And so now all of you listening know why I gravitated to Samantha because (laughs) her story of supporting her family was really pivotal for me to see like, oh, there's women who do this. I can make money and I can support my family and be a good mom and I can do all of that. So it's been really huge for me to to see myself in that growth and then to also be able to offer that to other women. Yeah. I think it is such a powerful story and such a change maybe from culture or like what we maybe grew up expecting. I remember um, Stuart and I met in college and I was studying psychology and he was studying engineering and at one point he said, like, I really wish I could be a stay at home dad. And it was like, well, look at what we're studying. Like yes. anyone's <laughs> staying at home, it's going to be me. Yeah. Like my earning potential is so mm-hmm. much less. And our first jobs out of college, like his very first job made twice as much as mine. And so we just always had this kind of dynamic and thought, and now it's so Mm -hmm. funny. I'm like, you're not allowed to go back to work (laughs) because the amount you would make is not even worth the time away. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, it's so easy to just slip into those roles, right. Without even thinking about it. And my husband, Kirk for years would say to me, I think you're going to earn way more than me. Like your earning potential is so much greater than mine. And like, this was when I was mostly a stay-at-home mom. And I'm like, you're full of it. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're the professional. And he was right. It is there. And I think that for a lot of us moms, being willing to explore that side of ourselves uh, can be exactly what our families need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. So good. Okay, so... I know that you've used visualization to change your life and where you're living and how you're living. I know that you've used it in business too. Tell me a little bit more about how you use it for business and what that has been like. 
Yeah. So when it comes to business, I would say that I do tend to really work on the thoughts, right? There were some thoughts that have been really pivotal for me as I have grown. And then I use those thoughts as kind of the jumping off point into the, into the visualizations. And so there have been certain thoughts that have been really supportive to me. Like, I know what I'm doing. I'm exactly where I need to be. I am and whatever that next level is for me. So for a while it was, I am a six figure earner. And this year I'm working toward 200,000, which feels really within reach, right? Like this is the identity is shifting. And so instead of visualizing the very concrete things like money or clients, I would visualize the impact that I would have. So I would picture my clients all sitting in a room and them smiling at me and us having this exchange and the gratitude and the service that I feel when I get to show up and help them create the lives that they want. Because I just kind of found that if I fo focused exclusively on like money or number of clients, it it shortchanged things because those are just the outcomes of showing up as the highest version of ourselves, right? Like that's not the goal. The goal is to become whoever it is that we're meant to be. And then super awesome that we make money and have clients and have things along the way. Yeah. I love that. I think it's kind of like, you know, thinking about this outcome result that I want to have who is the version of me who has that? And mm -hmm. then spending your visualization time being that version of yourself. I think that that can be so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, an emotion that I really tried to sit in was being capable, being capable and being confident and imagining what that would feel like, how I would show up if I was in those emotions and then taking action from that place. Yeah. So fun. One of my like most powerful visualization things ever, and there's like for sure magic in this one, yes. <laughs> but I think it kind of ties these different concepts together and it's not even for business. This was um, when we were talking about having a third child and I really wanted a girl, we did wait until I was like happy to accept whoever came. Yeah. But I also <laughs> was like, I'm not leaving anything undone. Like I'm going to do everything that I can for this yeah. number three to be a girl. And I visualized every single night, like every single step of the pregnancy, like every single thing leading up to finding out that it was a girl, how I would feel then yeah. being pregnant, birthing, like all the things I visualized, like the whole process of creating that result. So it wasn't even just like the one moment or the one feeling like I was mm. like taking myself on like a 10 month journey every <laughs> night. Oh my gosh. That's a commitment. <laughs> I was really committed to this. And now I think back and I'm like, that is so funny that that mattered so much to me. Like now I'm like, this is a little silly, right? But it was very meaningful <laughs> in the moment. It was meaningful. And also like you were working on that skill consistently, yeah. right? Yes. So I'm sure that that now serves you in other capacities. Yeah, it truly does. And it's 
it was funny when then I lived that 10 month span that I had been (laughs) envisioning for a while and the weirdest things from it came true. Like I always worked with female midwives, um, for my other kids and when they were born and for all of my prenatal care and everything. And for some reason, my visualization was a male doctor that I had like, I had never considered having a male doctor in my life, but randomly that was what I chose in the visualization. I ended up having a male OB that I worked with, um, for all of the prenatal care and delivery (laughs) and everything. Like, wow. Like even the like choices that didn't even feel intentional, they matter. We're part of the reality that came true in my life. And that is such a good thing to point out because what we visualize is very often what we create. So, you know, really think it through and, you know, it's not like a make or break thing, but also be intentional in what it is that you're creating and thinking of all the details and what you do want it to look like and being unafraid to really name it and to fully step into whatever that vision is that you have. Yeah. And I think that I did this visualization, like from when I first started it until she was born was probably over a year. I think a lot of times too, we're like, Mm-hmm. Oh, this is like, uh, I'm going to do it for like three days. And then where's the result <laughs> that I want? Yeah. Yes. I was really committed to being in it for the long haul. And I think in business, that's so important too, yeah. that like, it's not about what you're creating this week or this month. I think we put so much pressure on what we're creating right in the now Yes. when really like what you're visualizing, what you're working on that's going to be coming to fruition in the next like six to 12 months. Mm-hmm. Like we are working on the future. Yes. And you know, I feel like early on in my business, I was really focusing on week to week. Like I was setting these weekly goals, which I think can be really supportive and helpful. But since we did the live event in the mastermind, right. And we created a three-year plan, it has just expanded my idea of what is possible. And so I feel like when we do focus on these really small amounts of time, we're limiting what is possible for ourselves. And so that was really powerful for me of doing that exercise and seeing like, oh my gosh, this is where I can be in three years. And then I'm going to use that to do my visualizations for my business. Yeah. And I think so much of what we think that we need to be thinking and feeling and doing for the three-year goal is what we really need to be doing now for this year's goal. So I think that is such a powerful exercise to really think about what is that long-term vision for your business? Where are you going and how can you be creating that and supporting that right now? Yes. And we can really limit ourselves when we get hyper-focused on, okay, this month, how much am I going to make? How many clients am I going to sign? Because we are staying in this really small container of time and there's so much more available and the vision can be so much bigger if we just allow it to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so good. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to share that you haven't yet? I think that you know, 
my belief that I hope has come across in this episode is that it is possible to create whatever you want in your life. And I feel that in 2020 and even now in 2021, right? Like there still is a lot of uncertainty and fear and worries. And despite all of it, it is still possible for you to create the business and the life that you want. Yes. Okay. I think that there is like a self-concept that comes with that belief. Mm. This is something that I've been working on a lot. And like my life coach has noticed a lot about me that I just decide what I want and then I make it happen. And she's like, I'm amazed at your ability to just make whatever happen that you want to happen. Yeah. I have always been like that. And I think part of it is that commitment of like, well, I'm just not going to give up until I have the thing. Do you feel like you have like some of that too? Like, what do you think is your, you know, self-concept your thoughts about yourself as it relates to creating what you want? Yeah, actually, I'm really glad that you mentioned that. So I would definitely say that I view myself as being very resilient. So I'm always going to find a way and I'm always going to figure it out. Uh, But when we were trying to get out of our rental house that had the mold and we were trying to get on the road, our lease was up in at the end of August, 2020. And I basically had about six months to get my business like full-fledged. It could support a family with very little evidence that that was actually possible, that that was going to happen. And so I had to be certain and I had to be committed. Even when I felt a little bit scared, And then again, the visualization would help remind me, okay, this is where we're going. And I had to really trust in the process. And so having that consistent belief every single day meant that when our lease was up, I had the business, like it was in place. Everything went exactly as I had visualized it. That is so great. I love that. I want everybody to like really take that in and take that for themselves. Because I think that a lot of times we hear stuff like that and can be like, well, that's nice for them for whatever reason it's possible for them and not me. And I think that this concept of I create whatever Mm -hmm. it is that I want is something that is accessible to anybody. And it isn't because it's handed to us. Sometimes it is. That's amazing. But sometimes it is truly because we are committed and we just don't stop going after it until we have it. Like we can fail 900 times. (laughs) We will keep going. So many failures. Make it happen. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And just having that belief in yourself belief in whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you're called to do, and then belief in the family life that you're creating, right? For me, that was always very inspiring of, you know, I want to be this example for my kids of what's possible for women and mothers. And I spent, like I said earlier, a really big part of my motherhood journey, just kind of floating along and feeling very disappointed in myself. But once you do make that commitment and you decide like, I'm just all in, you don't have to have a, you know, mold in your house and a sick child. you like, don't wait for that. Don't wait for bad things to happen. You can just decide right now and commit and see what it is that it's possible for you to create. 
I love that. I think there's so many moms out there who need this message who are like the early version of you. Who's like, I want to be good at this. I want to be intentional. Like, I feel like there's so much noise out there for moms around like being better as a mom and being more intentional and creating memories and like creating a perfect childhood and like all this stuff that I think is draining, exhausting, exhausting. It's exhausting. And it's, it's one of those things that it's the carrot that is always just beyond you. Yeah. Like, right. Like if you're measuring yourself against other moms and this idea that is outside of you, you're, you're never going to be able to reach that bar. So you just get to decide what your bar is and you get to meet that and feel satisfied with the mom that you are. And, and that is good enough. Yeah. I love it. There's so much freedom in that. I think that is like, where our messages are so aligned. Yes. yes. <laughs> so good. All right. Where can people find you if they want to know more about working with you? Yeah. So you can find me at the streamlinedlife.com and also the streamlined life on Instagram. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. I think this is going to be so helpful, so inspiring. I just feel that there are moms who are just like shaking off expectations right now. (laughs) Just do it. Just like let the rules go and create the life that you want. So I'm so glad we got to have this conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.